queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. wrestling fanatics as we promised today is all about you we are answering your questions you are picking our wrestling minds and we've got a lot of wrestling minds between us with all the years that we've been watching and everything so oh and some of the and we got a couple off of uh, instagram and a lot off twitter and ladies whew, you know might have to do some thinking on this stuff all right bring it on all right so i'm gonna start with I'm going to start with the ones from uh, Instagram first. So Cincinnati is Joker asked, what wrestler or tag team has grown on you that you never thought would? Could Can be from any brand. Jolie, go ahead. All right, y'all are going to laugh at this one, but it's been Seth Rollins. Oh, um, gosh, never saw that one coming. His, his <laughs> whole... Do tell. <laughs> This path, like, you know, again, uh, personal feelings aside because of a bad interaction with him, you know, maybe down the line, if I meet him again, it'll be a different reaction. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But his storyline, the way he conducts the crowd, and the fact that he's going to beat the ever-loving fuck out of Logan Paul. Um, yes, please. Is just, you know, him and Cody are great storytellers. They put on a fantastic trilogy. Um, and honestly, I could see them possibly working together later down the line if needed. Um, but Seth has really come into like, you know, this endearing quality of like, you know, just how he's been with the fans. Um, and it's just been a, an interesting sight to see. And I'm actually enjoying his storylines lately. And I never thought I would say that because I always despise this, the son of a bitch. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. So that is definitely a shocker for me. All right, Kayla. Actually, you two already know because I put it in the chat, but our fans, the tag team over in AEW, the acclaim. I never saw it. Um, I, for a minute, I saw it when they were going up against the guns that I, you know, would just root for them like one time. But here lately, you know, they've actually made me grown to like them and I'm like oh lord so yes the acclaim has grown on me and I never thought I'd see that coming because Max and Anthony used to just drive drive me crazy especially with all the freaking rapping now I actually when I hear that little siren go off and they come out I'm like yeah it's the acclaim so um and they're in that fatal four-way coming up and I already know who's going to be in it so I'm kind of I mean, I don't know who the fourth member of uh, fourth team will be, 
But honestly, I wouldn't mind the acclaim getting the titles back. I just don't want butthole and ass white to get them back or to actually get them. <laughs> They've never been champions. They shouldn't even been in that freaking match. True. Very, very, very true. And we're going to spare the boss lady from going off on that because she needs her rest right now. So I'm going to, let's just, okay. So mine is actually Kevin Owens because I didn't watch him in NXT. My first exposure to him was when he came up to main roster and started feuding with John Cena and everything. And for the longest time, I was like, oh, this asshole can just kick rocks for all I care. And little by little, where he's been like a heel or face and everything, he's actually like grown on me. You can see his range and just, and so, and there's just a lot more to the surface and everything. So it's like, yeah, Kevin Owens, shocker, out of nowhere. All right. So let's see from Instagram. Canadian's Blondie asks if you could be any, if you could be, any manager to any pro wrestler, who will it be? Who will be and why? Kayla. Mm. All right, Canada's Bond. You're gonna make me strain my brain here, even though I don't feel good right now. Um, I'm probably gonna say because I said this before when we wrote for EDF. Um, help her a little bit with her promos and stuff you know to build her up but um if I could be a manager of anybody actually I'm gonna throw it out there go be a manager of four people just to build their promos and get them where they need to be um I will say it's basically Chris Statlander and best friends based on how you started that I wasn't I wasn't thinking that's the route you were gonna go but okay I thought about it but see Stat does cut good promos, and she don't need help, but I feel like if she had some more build-up, Orange Cassidy's all right um, on his, needs to build it up, and I feel like that Chuck and Trent could build theirs up a little bit more if they had help. So if I had to choose, it'd definitely be them. Okay. Okay. Uh, Joey, are you going Rhonda or somebody else? Um... Nah, because I wouldn't put myself with Ronda. She needs a better mouth than <clears throat> See, I already said it. I want Selena Vega or Paul Heyman to to take care of Ronda. And I think the person that I would want to be a manager for see this is a tough one. Because all my favorites don't need managers. And all my favorites are faces right now. And so anybody that needs a manager most of the time is a heel. So they could cheat. Fuck it. Dom Mysterio. Just so I could beat the ever-loving fucking shit out of him every time he fucks up. And I would stare down mommy at the same time saying, bitch, no. (laughs) So you'd be more there to just keep him in line instead of uh, actually just like speaking on his behalf and stuff. (laughs) Well, I would smack him every time he does something wrong, like a real mother. He wants to call Rhea mommy. Okay, well, here's a mom coming to whoop your ass. Uh Uh-uh, you weren't in prison, bitch. Sit your little skinny ass down. You were in county lockup for two hours. Next to Skunky the Drunk. Inside my ass. You little fucking shit. 
and I love the fact on Friday that um that Charlotte's like I have a real Latino man at home. Yes. And, and Buddy Murphy, see... <laughs> Buddy Murphy came after Dom too. On yeah. Twitter. And then Andrade turned around and used uh, used the middle finger emoji towards Buddy. <laughs> that was a little good, good little exchange there between them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, I couldn't really think of it anybody at first, but it's like you're right, Julie. It's like whoever whoever needs a manager needs a is a heel. And we don't really hear this one talking too much and everything. She a badass. She can be a badass or she's just giving the reins and everything. Give me Piper. Yeah, because it's like you don't hear, I mean, you hear her talking a little bit mainly backstage and everything, but I mean, she's not one, she's not really one for promos yet. So it's just like, yeah, give me Piper and Evan for sure. Twitter. Okay, I'm gonna get this one out of the way because I have no fucking clue. I just I saw a clip of it, but I have no fucking clue. At Barker Omo said the uh, said the greatest mystery of all just who was Larry uh, Bisco's ninja. Uh, that's before my fucking time. Mine and, too. Uh, I'm just gonna say that it's the uh, ghost of Vincent Kennedy Senior McMahon Senior. I mean, it's like I saw a clip from an interview that Larry did. The ninja was right there. I fucking forgot his name already. What his name was, but it's like you can tell it's like some kind of aging. But Barker, thank you for the question. But that was before way of our times, before all our times. And I, I have no clue. I saw the clip. I have no clue who that guy is. So you have no answer for that one. I'm sorry. Ay ay ay. Okay, so. No, I respect the knowledge, dude. Respect the knowledge. Oh, for sure. For sure. Without a doubt. Okay, so this one might be a bit of a good discussion here, because I think we kind of talked a little bit about this over the time. At crazy underscore Kurt asks, in your opinion, what are the best and worst aspects of the current era of wrestling entertainment? Kayla, want to go first? Mm, The good and the bad. Um... Let's see. Well, based off of what's happened recently, we've actually got the real meaning back in a lot of matches in the air. Like, Triple H brought back extreme and extreme rules. Um, it seems like rather, it seems a lot more of their wrestlers are getting used. Um, as far as cons go, oh my gosh. Roman Reigns needs to lose. He's getting old. Um, don't get me wrong, I love the guy to death and you know but over three hundred some year uh three hundred some years. Wow. Um over three and a half years, almost four, he's been champion. It has not been pinned for that long. It's just crazy. Um, other than, you know, I wouldn't change anything other than that. But, you know, like I said, that is a big con. I think it's time to shuffle things up um, a little bit. Because Roman and the Usos are, we get it. You're the best. We get it. But it's time for someone else to have an opportunity. 
I say the best is like it seems like a lot of the promoters are kind of listening more to the fans. I mean, they're not, of course, of course, they're still booking it the way that they want to and everything. But it's like they are like taking like a lot of fans' um, consideration, I mean, feelings into consideration, and some of the feedback on like social media and everything. I just see that little by little and everything. Uh, some of the worst aspects. Um. I guess it depends on the promotion itself. Like I think we've all like we've all discussed on this show and everything. Um, especially like with AEW, it's like they they just have a need to bleed on there for some reason. And it's like it's getting very old school with that and everything. And I will give Mox credit. His match the other night, he did not bleed. He did not start bleeding until uh Hangman Adam Page came out and attacked him. I will give him credit. He made the other person bleed, but Mox wasn't bleeding until Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was a first. That was a first. All right, all right. But yeah, um, and then um and then I guess another uh worst aspect and everything is like women's wrestling is like hit and miss a lot. It's like sometimes it's heavy, sometimes it's like barely there. So it's just like getting more of an even keel on that would be fantastic. And you can book that for any promotion. All right, Jolie. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Tony fucking Khan is the worst thing that ever happened in wrestling. I'm not saying that him as a booker or him as the owner of AEW. No, bringing AEW late was great. His uh, reaction and action with the fans, his reaction and action with um, WWE him looking like he's a fucking cokehead from Scarface. The way that he acts is one of the worst things that's ever happened in wrestling. The fact that if Vince McMahon did that shit, and when he did that shit, he got called out on that shit. But when Tony Khan does that shit, oh my god, it's the best fucking thing ever! Oh my god, he's so fucking brilliant! Oh, he is wrestling Jesus, we love him! Get the fuck out of here! He's not wrestling Jesus. He's a wrestling asshole. He's a fan. That is all the fuck he is. Triple H, on the other hand, a man who's been in the business, isn't out there, you know, AEW this and AEW that. Yeah, they mentioned him occasionally. He did call him a piss and company. But it's just, in all honesty, he knows half the people wrestling in that company. He was friends with Cody's father. He worked with Cody's father to develop Roman Reigns and to develop Moxley. So the fact that Tony Khan needs to feel to put out his micro penis to make himself feel bigger when he's not is one of the worst things that's ever happened in wrestling. With that being said, also the bleeding AEW needing bleed, not just pointing out Mox, Kayla, because... He's not the only one. Like, the women's matches, I don't need that. Women's matches don't need that, in my opinion, on mainstream TV. I'm sorry. If I wanted to watch Blood and Gore, I would pay the money to go to a deathmatch show and support those people who need it more than AEW wrestlers because they get decent paychecks. So the good things that have been happening with WWE, well, not WWE and AEW, um, 
in overall, one thing I've noticed with WWE is the storylines and long-term storytelling, something that people have been bitching about and wanting. And, you know, I think that is a good thing. Also, one thing that has been a lot different in one company over another is that, you know, they don't put their COOs or EVPs with all the titles. Whereas, you know, now there's rumors that both Carrie and Cross and Gunther are next in line to go for the title. Like Gunther, of all people, is going to drop the Intercontinental title and he's going to be going for the heavyweight championship once they split it apart, supposedly from what I've read. Which I think is amazing. And same with Karrion, because Karrion deserves a title, even though I would be happy if he had the United States title and choked out um, Austin Theory. I think we could all agree <clears throat> with that. Um, uh, Scarlet, yes, Scarlet throws many fireballs at that bitch ass's face. I, I will send you all the pyrotechnics you need for that. I promise. Austin um, Theory probably remembers how he took him down in NXT. So if Cross came after him for the United States, he would probably just hand it to him and say, here, bud, take it. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> here, take it. I don't want it. I'm done. <laughs> Tap it out. Out. But, you know, I know we've read that he's frustrated. But, again, you have to build up and, yeah, He's kind of cooled off a little bit, but you know, the whole Ray thing and that's going to move on to something else. Um, Because I think they're doing something else for the Intercontinental title. I don't, was it a Battle Royal? Battle Royal at Madison Square Gardens and the winner of that goes up against Gunter at WrestleMania. Is Karrion in it? He's in it. So there's a possibility he could win that and do that. Perfect. Yep. Triple H made mm-hmm. it happen. Well, then if you look at the roster, who's all in there, it's going to be quite interesting. Oh, it, it's going to be a fantastic match. I just miss <laughs> watching SmackDown now that I work on Fridays. Uh, but, Cross, one thing, buddy. I know he's in there, but uh, leave Ray alone, okay? You don't need to get distracted by Ray. Santos Escobar is in there. Leave him alone, too. You don't need to get distracted by formal Lucha Libres or whatever. Lucha. Lucha, Lucha, whatever. <laughs> Lucha. But, you know, other than that, like, you know, the storytelling and women's wrestling has has taken a little bit of a dive. But, like, I've noticed, like, it it comes in waves, especially in WWE. Right now, they are very heavy women lately uh, with the with damage control, Bailey and Lita and Becky. You've got Charlotte and Rhea. You now have Asuka and Bianca and Piper taking on the world. So there's a lot happening. Yeah. So that you know there are good and downs and unfortunately wrestling is a roller coaster ride you're gonna have down times you're gonna have pissy times you're gonna have times where you as a fan want to walk away because your fave's not getting what they want and we've all been there um mm-hmm. so it's it's just a, it's a very very raucous ride but again i, I stand by my 100 percent opinion and i know everybody has them opinions are like assholes we all got them but Tony Khan out there in front of everything is the worst thing that ever happened in wrestling. I got to give credit to Booker T because I watched a clip of his show, um, Hall of Fame, that he does for uh, ESPN. He did say that uh, Tony needs to act like a boss and he really needs to stay off Twitter. <laughs> and he needs to stop 
he definitely act like a boss. He can't be everybody's best friend, and he can't be the fans' best friend. What's the one thing that always pissed a lot of people off about the authority when Triple H and Stephanie were in charge of the show? That they gave everything to their favorites and didn't do anything. That's exactly what's happening over there. But yeah. see, with Triple H and Stephanie, they were doing storytelling. What Tony is doing is lip service. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of favoritism. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. Dear buddy, old pal, if you're going to make a major announcement, let it be a major announcement. You announcing five days ahead that you have a major announcement for Dynamite, and then it ends up being like, oh, it's an all-access backstage. That ain't special, bruh. It's basically AEW's version of the bump. Starring Adam Cole, baby. (laughs) the fuck out of here. They needed something to replace Rhodes Rhodes from the top. Look, it's not our fault that, you know, Tony can't get past his fucking small-ass dick and needs to overcompensate and let's probably, arguably, one of the best storytellers in all of wrestling and wrestling royalty, you know, decide to leave. Right. Rose to the top. I'm sorry, Rose to the top. But yeah, exactly. If he would have handled his business, Cody would still be there. Oh, man. All right. Get your thinking caps on. All right, our friend Dan from the Bump Boys. What would you want your finisher to be? <laughs> Jolie? Honestly, I would probably want to do some type of modified sleeper. You're the submission woman. Mm. Just because submissions are, like, I think one of my best, my favorite finishers, because they take so much more, not, not knocking any, like, you know, the coup de gras or the last ride or the last ride or the rock bottom, but submissions take so much more tactical skill to get to where you want to be, to put yourself into the way to get them into the hold. It just makes everything so much better when they, they finally like, you know, watching Becky get into the arm bar, um, Shayna in the Kurafuda clutch, Oscar lock angle, angle, uh, angle lock, the cross face when, um, he who shall not be named used it, or when um, Daniel Bryan used it. Right. The walls of Jericho. Like the way they just set it up, it was so much more of a dance and so much so. I go by the jester. I don't know. It's some type of sleeper hold. Okay. <sighs> just knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> much of a flyer but i've always loved uh athena's eclipse some some modified version of that or just like a uh or like a flying clothesline off the second uh off from the corner something like that i never thought i'd be much of a a climber and everything or a flyer but yeah those those ones strike <sighs> those ones always pique my interest and in everything Alright, Kayla. Mine would probably be a remix of something of the figure eight. Because I absolutely love, you know, yes, it's a part of the figure four, but the fact that she branches it off into the figure eight to create her own style to it. So 
definitely probably be a mixture, but be like like a mixture of the figure eight or the sharpshooter. So I guess I'm a submission too. Tap, bitch, tap. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, it's like I was, I always say those kind of words. I always say like that whenever I'm at an event and it's like one of the girls is trying to uh, put in a submission on the other because it's like, I think I, I think it, I think I was like saying that when like Charlotte was tapping out Nikki and then Sasha was tapping on um, Sonia for the, in the elimination chamber. But yeah. It's fun to watch, but it's just like for me personally, I do something else. Okay. This is fun. All right. SCW, the wrestling channel. If you were a wrestler, what would your entrance music be? Any song. It, it can be any song. Any song. Oh, shit. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Kayla, go first. Um, I actually kind of balance back and forth between two, uh, which is Revolution by The Score or Phoenix by Fall Out Boy would probably be the two. The Phoenix one for Fall Out Boy basically builds you up, make you into a phoenix. But it, it's an actually a really upbeat song because it kind of would fit like the wrestling world. So those are the two. I couldn't choose between those two. All right. The Revolution one I know because you, you sent us a clip. Phoenix, I'd actually have to hear it and everything. So I'll I'll take mm-hmm. that as a takeaway for me. Okay. While Jolie's looking, I know mine off the top of my head. It's my favorite song of all time by my favorite artist. Janet Jackson's Black Cat. It's rock. It's edgy. It's something. It was out. It was outside of what she normally does and everything. And that is just like the ultimate like pow in your face song. The fact that I used to have when I used to do my creator wrestler and you were able to upload your own music. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Um, ah, uh, I want to do something by Zade Wolf. Not surprised by that. One of your favorites. Zaid Wolf Rumble. Ah, another one I gotta listen to. Jolie. So Jolie, it's like Zaid Wolf's like your favorite artist because you, you seem to like, like a lot of their shit. Not my favorite artist. He's just an artist that I like and just his music pumps me up. Uh, like if we're going to go old school, like it would have probably been um, maybe some by Eminem, Evanescence, Linkin Park. Uh, speaking of Linkin Park, that Missing song like made me burst out in tears because it's hearing Chester's voice. <laughs> um, but part yeah, of no. does, part of me doesn't want to listen to it. <laughs> oh, I, as soon as it came out, I found out about it. I listened to it, and it was worth it because you know it just it was like saying hello to an old friend. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know, Zade Wolf is like somebody like I like right now. But it's like if I was gonna pick. Like, if I was told, okay, you have to pick somebody that you liked when you're going to become a wrestler, then it most likely would have been uh, Evanescence, uh, Bring Me to Life. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. All right, let's see. Okay, Miss Eleanor uh, from the, I know she, I know this one, she's in the UK, um, has her own YouTube channel and everything. She asked, what has been your favorite part of WWE since Triple H became in charge of creative? Jolie? Honestly, just the product has ticked up as a whole. I mean, 
bringing back some of the wrestlers that should never have been let go and making storylines and making contracts where, you know, we hear like the good brothers. Well, you guys don't have to be there if you're not, we don't have a storyline for you, but you're still going to get paid. Like, I respect that he's doing things for other people. Like, you know, it's not just like selfish or anything like that. Um, But honestly, bringing Bailey back with damage control has been one of my favorite things. Yeah. There seems to be like a, there's like a, been like a, a new renewed energy since Triple H has became in charge of creative and everything. And the fact that it's like, you see like little spurts, like here and there, as far as like something outside of the norm, like, like you said, with good brothers, not being, not having to be there. If there's nothing going on, Shinsuke actually being able to wrestle in Japan. Nobody ever would have thought that would have happened. No, definitely not. Exactly. But it's like, yeah, overall, like the renewed energy and some of these wrestlers that have been brought back to give them a second chance. And it just seems like it's a freshest. It's not the same old, same old little bit. Ow. Oh. All right. Kayla? Um, Probably the bring back the superstars. Um, The fact that hearing combat Dakota's theme song hit at SummerSlam, which has been yawn epic. Um. And, you know, because we honestly didn't really know what her future was after she got released. Um, I do have to agree with Jolie, bring in, you know, Lauren Bailey to do her damage control. Because I've heard that she wanted to start a stable with EO and Dakota for a while. But look what happened with that. And then the fact they came back at SummerSlam. Um, yeah. The fact, like you said, other superstars got a chance to come back. Um, he stated this um, on Instagram, the fact he last year he got to marry his best friend and got his dream job back in WWE and that is cross. So, and you know, so many opportunities and like we stated, he might be frustrated, but it's this fact you just came back and they were kind of still in the middle of storyline. So he's got to kind of wedge it in there. So, um, but Hey, that probably the return of the superstars is getting a second chance. Um, It's just, like you said, there's been little sparks here and there. Yeah, I do work for a shift, so I go to bed early. I don't really watch Monday Night Raw all the way through, but sometimes I, if it's intriguing enough that I do want to stay up all night, I will watch it. And it's been forever that I've actually sat down and watched the whole Monday Night Raw. I have not yet to go on NXT yet, but um, I don't know if that will ever happen again. But I just feel like there's more of a spark for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And the pay-per-views have no more spark to them. Like I said before, we got the extreme back in extreme rules and so just different things is happening all right i saved this question for last because there's 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 several layers of it it's like jolie mentioned it like from rumors she heard earlier but there's there's different layers to this one so wrestling with the world podcast asked if cody beats reigns for the title at wrestlemania who should be the who should his first feud be with after facing after facing Roman in the rematches, so once Roman's out of the way for good, if Cody wins at WrestleMania, who's first in line? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to our uh, resident um, uh, Cody expert slash mega fan. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it's not a mixture between two, um, but I'm leaning towards one, only because. I feel like 
they never got that spotlight after they got injured and deserved another chance to go after the titles, um, at least one, um, and send them over to SmackDown. Um, but I've already kind of, well, I am going to go with two just because of the history since Cody returned. Um, I will say it'd be fun to re spark the thing between him and Seth Rollins would be another one. I would be a first one. But as far as the one I said, I hadn't really got where he needed to be. Yes. He won the United, uh, the intercontinental championship, but I felt like he's just been missing since he lost the universal championship too, because of Seth Rollins. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Cody versus Finn Balor. Okay. Yeah, because it's like with all the talks and everything that um, titles are going to be split after WrestleMania. So this is either going to be like him dropping Universal and there'd be a match to determine that or him actually having two feuds with him possibly ended up losing one of the titles. More than likely the Universal one. Poor, poor Cody. Aw, decisions, decisions. (laughs) All right, Jolie? I could see Cody being like, you know, after winning and going through the whole Roman thing, like he goes, I don't need both these titles and gives up one of them, whichever one it is. And I could see that being up for a battle royal or like a a six pack challenge with the possibility of anybody, because I think that will go to SmackDown with him being on Raw. So... There's so many good people on SmackDown to win the title. So, but hidden the feud with first on Raw, I agree with, it has to be Finn. They they have a history there as well with the Bullet Club. So, I would kind of be interested to see where that goes. And again, yeah, him and, him and Seth running it back wouldn't be that horrible either. Um, Damien would be a good one. Johnny Gargano, Ciampa when he comes back. There's just a whole... Hell, him and Miz would be a good one as well. (laughs) Right. And I could see Cody saying, you know, I worked with a guy like you. He's very mid. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, speaking of that asshole, uh, he's going to fuck around and get He's gonna fuck around and find out because he mentioned the kids and everything. Uh, little Miss, I know Miss Bree's a WWE ambassador, but she may end up getting in his face eventually. Yeah, that's one thing. Like you know, unless they're okay with it, don't bring kids into it. Yeah, exactly. She's <sighs> okay. One way or another, either him. I mean, this will probably have to happen like after the titles are split and Universal goes to SmackDown and everything. But before 2023 ends, it only seems fair, right, and just that Drew McIntyre actually wins a world title in front of an audience. Yeah. Because he has gotten, I mean, yeah, it was during pandemic, Thunderdome time and all that kind of shit, unavoidable, but he deserves that. I mean, he was champion before, held up the helped held up the company the best he could and everything, but he deserves a world title run in front of fans. And then as far as Cody's first feud, 
I'm not gonna I, I can't really bring anything else to that because but both y'all make great points and I can't think of it. I can't think of another one, to be honest. <laughs> but what do y'all <coughs> I left this question for last because I said it had a lot of layers and everything. What do y'all think about like the reports? I don't know how true they are or whatever, about like saying like WWE's worried about how Sammy's growing uh popularity is gonna affect the main event a title picture. Okay, so I want to throw this out there right now. Let's say somehow they make it a triple threat match. They want to protect Roman. And to give Roman his rematch. Sammy gets the pin. Cody pins Sammy. So we get Sammy getting another shot. Cody gets the win. Roman's protected. And Roman gets his ass kicked the next time around. This is the Kofi effect. Yeah. And unfortunately, fans, as somebody who has lived through WrestleMania 35 and had that heart attack moment, um, sometimes your faves will win, sometimes your faves don't win. I think Sammy winning a world title, yeah, that'd be great. But I think he really wants to, quote-unquote, repair his friendship and relationship with Kevin Owens and win the tag titles. I think that would mean more to him than a world title. That's just me. No, and from no, no. What, and I totally... Go ahead. No, from what I've, like, gathered from what he and have Kevin have said. Yeah. Because it's like, that's been, if not one of theirs, both of their dreams is to win the tag titles and everything. And that's actually the only title that Kevin's missing in order to be a Grand Slam. Yeah. So that's another... So that's another small layer on top of that. And then I definitely see like Sammy possibly winning one, just keeping the momentum going and everything. Keep the momentum, like I said, we discussed it on the show before and everything, like keep the momentum going and have him win money in the bank, cash it in on whoever has the universal title at the time. Done. Lord have mercy. What do you think, Kayla? What you all said. <laughs> I don't feel like going into great detail right now. Uh, this is kind of this is kind of like an off day for all three of us. It's like we've just like had one thing or another this week. It's been a little crazy, yeah. And then also, uh, you have to keep in consideration. You have to take into consideration of like what's going to happen like after Mania, because uh, there's a certain guy who is in Japan who might be a free agent, possibly coming to WWE. And then just like all kind of like people possibly returning. So you got different kind of variables out there that could come into play later on. If Jay White shows up to WWE, I I have no idea how I would feel about that. Because then it's like, okay, well, you're going to reconstitute the Bullet Club. Are you actually going to do the Bullet Club here in America? You know, you've got so many people like, it's just so much that can be done right exactly so it's like gonna be kind of a little bit of a bidding war on bidding war on that probably who knows what's gonna happen man well i hope thank you to whoever submitted questions to us if there's anything that you do want to have us answer on the show feel free to uh dm us at qt bow down And we will definitely fit it into a future episode.
might be a good time to just, uh, this is going to be a very short episode this week, this week and everything. So Kayla, any final thoughts? Mm, no. All right. Jolie? Um, no, uh, just take care of yourselves, people. Um, some people get sick with a stomach bug. Some people get sick with the flu. Uh, two friends get COVID again. They got their asses kicked with it. So just take care of yourself. Uh, try to get sleep. Sleep is good. I don't know what sleep yes. is. <laughs> I know. I don't I don't I don't get sleep until the weekends. Oh man. All right. Well that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>